0: You can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's
1: Pastor Mike. Luke chapter 8, verse 23 says, But as they sailed, he fell asleep. So pretty calm, maybe at the beginning. And the windstorm came down on the lake, and they were filling with water, and we're in jeopardy. Now I am from southeast Idaho, Pocatello to be exact, where the wind never stops blowing. You, if you, you go there, you wonder why everybody's hair is a mess. It's because the wind's always blowing. It never, never stops blowing, and, and that's why I love Emmet because it's, it's hardly ever windy in Emmet. I, I love just the you know, we step outside and it's nice and calm and serene. Maybe a little five mile an hour, this little breeze happening, and it's just in most of the time. But when it is windy, it's exciting, right? And we get we, we when we get wind if we get any wind, it's exciting. Like things blow over. Like I've had a a, a tree fall on my house. Some of you have had trees fall on your houses. I had a, my tree fall on my neighbor's house one time. That was super exciting. But things blow over and crush things and it's crazy and that's kind of the way that it was the topography of the sea of galilee is very similar to emma we have these you know mountains on all sides kind of a horseshoe and then to the west we're completely clean clear and that's what causes that the wind can blow in and then it just causes this cyclone that happens and it's just you know one of those things on the sea of galilee same situation mountains on all sides except for to the east on their in their case towards magdala and the the sun would heat up. It's below 600 feet bl- below sea level there at the Sea of Galilee, if you can imagine. And so it gets super warm there. And the the, the, the wind blows across, or the, the sun shines down below. The the wind starts to blow across the mountains, and the cold air and the hot air mix. And it just causes these crazy freak windstorms. Still to this day, they can get a, a instant windstorm, and they'll get like 12-foot waves. On the, on the Sea of Galilee, and you can imagine this is just a small lake, really. But they get these huge windstorms, and it can cause it can cause people to sink. And you, can you imagine being in a small boat filled with men riding twelve foot waves? That's they were freaking out. Now, because of the discovery of the Jesus boat in 1996, they found uh, in 1996 that was a drought year and they had the the water level was really low and way low in in the lake they found a boat that was from two, it was a 2000-year-old boat that had been sunk and and kind of preserved by the silt and the mud and no air down there so it preserved it and they were able to dig this thing out it took them 11 days to dig it out and then it took them 7 days of treating it with these chemicals so it didn't just completely fall apart so they could take it out and move it and get it to a museum and and so there's if you look it up on the internet, it's the jesus boat twenty five and a half feet long, seven and a half feet wide, just big enough for Jesus and his disciples to ride in this thing and 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 in Mark it tells us that it wasn't just them, it was a, some other small boats with them this and it says The other word other is alos in the Greek. It means other of the same kind. So just a bunch of small boats, Jesus in one of them, a bunch of other disciples or whoever else, you know, traveling with them across the sea as they go this five-mile journey. Josephus tells us that there were 300 fishing boats on the Sea of Galilee at any given time. And this wasn't good for any of them. (laughs) You can imagine all these people out there. Everybody's clinging to life. Now, it's somewhat ironic because it said in, in, in Mark chapter 36 that they took Jesus along with them in the boat as he was. And you kind of get the idea from that comment that they think you're on our turf now. Well, our sea now. You know, this is, this is our, our occupation. This is our, our niche, Jesus. You know, you're the preacher. You can preach and everything. But when it comes to the, the Sea of Galilee, you know there were several of these guys who were fishermen like, "We got this, Jesus, get in here, we'll take you along." And so Jesus is along for the ride, apparently, and so he just hunkers down and falls asleep on a pillow, and the other guys are going at it, and they think that they're they got it all under control. Have you ever done that? You know, oh I need Jesus for these things in my life, but i I get this area of my life, so I you know i'm I'm confident here. I don't need Jesus in this in this arena. This is my work. This is my space. This is my, my groove that I'm in here. thats I don't know about you, but that's where I find myself in the most trouble is whenever I think I have things under control. You know, if I, if I come up here on Sunday morning and I don't pray, every time I walk up here, every Sunday, every Saturday night, every Wednesday, I always pray that prayer, Jesus, I can't do this. Because I can't. And usually I feel that way, but there's an occasion where I've had a great time in study and I've learned so many facts and I'm just kind of excited about the sermon and I forget to pray that prayer and I get up and I'm thinking, man, here we go. And I'm going in my own strength and there's a sea of faces and everybody's falling asleep. And I'm sinking. <laughs> like, what is going on here? Oh, yeah, Jesus. Hey, I need your help. And guess what? He comes along and helps us. It's every time I walk into a counseling situation where I'm like, oh, I get this. I've I've dealt with this type of marriage problem before. I've had this situation before in my life. I can handle this. That I find myself completely hitting a wall. No, we have to be completely dependent upon him no matter what we do. It's where we find ourselves the most comfortable that we need to be the most careful when it comes to our Christian life. And so... <laughs> That's exactly where these guys were at, sinking, taking on water, confident in their own abilities and what they knew how to do, and and yet reminded what Jesus told them and probably told them this later, but in in John chapter five, verse 15, verse 5, where it says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. If you abide in me and I abide in you, you will bear much fruit. Without me, you can do nothing. Even the things you think you can handle, even the things you think you can do, we need him every every moment, every hour. We need Jesus. And so they can do nothing. Why does it often take a crisis to get us on our knees? <laughs> Verse 24, it says, They came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a great calm. You know, I I don't think there's probably a movie. I don't know if there's any movie of this happening. I'm sure there's this scene, but I love the. I think the best one is Veggie Tales. and it's not this scene. It's actually the Jonah one, where Jonah's you know he's in the in in the ship, and they he's like just cast me over, you know, and they throw, so they throw Junior asparagus into the water, and the second he hits the water, it's like this crazy sea, and then all of a sudden it goes boop, and there's like a bird in the sky. And it's like blue all of a sudden. It's like instant. I love that. Because that's probably what this was like. It's like this crazy raging scene. He's like, peace. Be still. And it's still perfectly still. Everything just calm and beautiful and serene. I mean, it had to have been shocking based on the response that we're going to see in a moment. But, but I always wondered, you know, I mean, they have to, you know, finally they get on their knees. They get on their knees to wake up Jesus, you know. Jesus, wake up. We can't handle it anymore. And I always wondered, as a new Christian, I wondered, how in the world could somebody sleep under these conditions? I mean, how in the world could somebody be that tired to sleep? When You know, I mean, you think that things start to get crazy. That's when you wake up, right? And you're like, what is going on? You know, and you get up. You know, we're going to die. The splashing in the boat. He's just sleeping. Mark tells us he's sleeping on a pillow. <laughs> he brought his, my pillow. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, it's, it was a orman's pillow is what it's, where the orman would sit. You know, he's, he's resting on that, he's sleeping. And I didn't realize how ti ty- how somebody could be this tired until I went to India. And when I was in India, we had a 22 hour flight. We were a day late, so we had all this stuff. We, it was kind of crammed in. We had to hit the ground running. We got off the plane, we got into this big jeep type of thing, like a bigger thing, and we're traveling, and like I'm watching as we're going up this mountain road, and it's not like, I mean, these, are, these aren't these are even roads, I mean, it's, it's crazy, it's mountain, you know, boom, 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 you know, trying to go up this road, and some of these Indian guys are just sitting there, sleeping, I'm like, how is he sleeping, you know, and we do that head, you know, that thing where you wake up, right? But they're doing that all the time anyway. So I guess they're used to it. And they like, yes. You know, they always bob their heads. Their heads are on a swivel. So they're just like doing that as they're sleeping. You know, how is this guy sleeping? And, and then we're coming down the mountain. And I'm so exhausted. 22 hours, I didn't hardly sleep on the plane. And then, you know, all day long. And it's nighttime now. And we're heading down the mountain. And we had to have our luggage. Like all of our luggage was, all my luggage, my suitcase and my backpack were on my lap. And I fell asleep and we're going down the mountain, which was even rougher than going up the mountain, and it was like boom, 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 and my head's just hitting the thing and I'm sleeping, I'm out. There's nothing that could keep me awake. Ever been that tired? I was talking to a guy last week, he's like, I was so tired at service. He was here last week, I'm not gonna tell you who it was, but he was so tired at service, he said, I got out of my seat and I walked into the hallway and I was standing there, and he says, and I fell asleep standing up. (laughs) Have you ever fallen asleep standing up? I was like, no, never. But I can see how somebody could be that tired.